got the poison again. Jonas. So do what? Spank the bastards. Warning. Hang with the boys contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended or you're a superhero, do not continue to listen. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Hang With The Boys, where we are discussing Eric Kripke's new hit Amazon show, The Boys. We have only done one episode. It Sadly, it is only an eight-episode season, but that is the price we pay as we get into a streaming on-demand show, something that we've talked about not only with Supernatural, but Kripke's work in general, where he should be. If you joined us for the last episode, we talked about the entire saga of his career where he's at now the fact that he has moved away from traditional broadcast television to something that truly does seem to fit his style who he is his art as a whole and that is on-demand content it's gotten a little bit more maturity to it a lot more violence to it swearing sex nudity i mean everything you could want all the good things all the things that that we we're implied with Supernatural that they did a very good job with while he was there that we we wanted to see more. And now we have it here. Yeah. This a comic book adaptation about basically what would happen if superheroes were real in our fucked up society. And it's 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 a depressing story. I'm not going to lie, but I love it at the same time. That's uh, uh, that's us. Right? Are we like, yeah, are we like just like we love punishment. Like we love masochists. You know, mas- yeah. Is yes. that what we are? Yeah. That's, the like term. that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely a thing. Yeah. All right, Ryan, can you give us the synopsis? I sure for would if I had episode? the notes for this episode. Oh. That I just asked for about five minutes ago. Well, that would have been nice to know. All right. So the synopsis for episode two, <laughs> Cherry. The boys get themselves a superhero. Starlight gets payback. Homelander gets naughty. And Sender gets a little naughtier. Now, this one has already we had a great setup with the first episode of an inciting incident why Huey our main character would be driven to the depressing state of anger that he is in we've had some strong introductions of the characters but it was really with episode two cherry that we see so much more of what this world is going to be like what is behind the scenes the the depravity or or just I guess General sadness. I think that's the better way to put it. It's just fucking sad. I think we're even in this episode, we're still in that era of like learning about the world and Mm -hmm. just how fucked up it is. And I think this one elaborates even more on what we saw in the first one, the first episode. And you really don't quite get an understanding. I think this one towards the end, you get an understanding of, of where we're at and just, how shitty superheroes are uh, in this world. But mm-hmm. I think it gets, this is the one that this one, is it, it, it one. dials it up. Yes. It very, uh, very it up hard significantly within just one episode, which makes sense. There's only eight total. So already this will be 25% through the season. Yeah. It's not, we find out that it's not just the superheroes that are shitty, but it's oh, also yeah. the fact that these organizations or Vaunt is, is that what it's called? Vaunt? The Vaunt. Vaunt. Vaunt is just pure corporate greed. Oh, and in and some through. ways, even the seven, I believe that's what they're called, yes. correct? Yeah, they're also the, the Justice League. Yeah, the <laughs> reverse Justice League. They, too, in a lot of ways, are victims of Vought as well. It does get into that more so here that a, a uh, caricature, not even really a, a pretty damn good portrayal with all the veneer taken away 
of what corporate America is, what a lot of Hollywood has been recently revealed to be to the mass public, what a lot of political wheeling and dealing is really like behind the scenes. And it just gives us a general outlook of our world that is something that we don't see in a lot of the Marvel movies and mainstream pop culture today. I just love seeing that something so fictional on paper is very real. Mm -hmm. That's the genius behind the show. I I think that's why it hits home so well is that it, it, it takes something that on, like you said, on paper shouldn't be as as relevant as relevant but, yeah. it, but it really fucking is and yeah. i think that's what makes this show i don't want to it makes it hit you and make you have a, that feeling that you were talking about earlier on the pre-show is like this one hits you and you, you that visceral reaction it's yeah it's it's a smack in the face with reality mm-hmm. and i think that's the, the the biggest thing for me with this show is that you know yeah i know there's superheroes in the show and i know there's super superheroes don't exist but the the concepts that we're talking about this is real life shit. Well, and that's why it's it's more well, the good product art. they're slinging in the show yep. are products that they're slinging in real life. In real life, it's because just not all the, the superheroes are an allegory for other yes. products that we sell yes. in the real world. Oh, dude, it's 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 NBA players or or any type Kim of Kardashian, yeah, any it's type of athlete. It's it's celebrities, the same shit, athletes, yeah. politicians, Instagram models, and all the works of various. Mm, that's you what know, I am. YouTube personalities. Please keep slaying them. Look at my titties. Oh, please. Keep slinging those titties. I want them. (laughs) (laughs) The the action that uh, Ryan is taking here is very disturbing. Subscribe to my Patreon. You can touch these. Let me go this way. Let me go this way in the camera. For my diamonds here, you can lick on my nipples. It looks like I'm grabbing for Ryan now. (laughs) You got a a backup career right there. Dude, if everything goes to shit. If I wanted to, I could show some shaft on Patreon and make some money, dude. (laughs) Just some shaft. Just shaft. Is there a market for just shaft? Yeah. You're, you're only going to see the like, the vein. Well, that's yeah, it. that's one of his tiers. <laughs> if you want to see the full head, you got to go up a tier. Yeah, that's that's the that's the triple diamond. Just like the dick, you got to go up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, most of his penis is shafts. He'll be like, I'm just going to show shaft. Oops, oops. Oh, I actually showed you all shaft. of it. Oh, oh shaft it slip. Oh, <laughs> shaft slip. <laughs> oh, my God. We invent dumb shit yeah. on this show. You yeah, know that, we right? do. A shaft. A shaft. It's a perfect representation of the fucked up world we live in, right? Yeah, this is why we love this show so much. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm still waiting for that, uh, the mysterious taint slip. I'm, I don't know if you can slip oh, that. I oh, think you just did a full on show. Like, how does, okay. How do you like, whoa, look at my exposed taint. Oops, my taint <laughs> fell out. That's not how it works, dude. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> not a thing, dude. That's not a thing. I mean, I could see oh, like, that a hole in my I pants. Could nut, I could see a nut falling out or a basketball head, shorts, you know, you, but not a, not a taint, dude. Your taint's not flying out of your shorts. Okay. It's, it's in a spot that has. Oh, no fuck. Flying. You know what? That's going to be the next challenge for this network. <laughs> Maybe this yeah. is move over ice bucket challenge is going to be slip. the taint slip challenge. <laughs> can you get your taint? Who, Take whoever, a look at a taint. Whoever can make it look natural. <laughs> they win. This is this is why we have such a hard time with like media passes and certain things because this is we probably undermine, why, yeah, we do this, all this talk about like how these things represent the world we live in and the serious allegory and, and then we, go we to taint undermine slip. everything we talk about with a taint. Well, slip. The thing Look, is, dude, is people, that the people behind the scenes at San Diego Comic Con at PAX what was at, San Diego? at D23 Expo, they're all listening. They're laughing. These guys are fucking funny. Uh, tonight though, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Hey, I can't this, let these guys in. I really want to try the taint slip challenge, but I just we gotta deny hey, these. Hey, these guys are fucking funny, dude. Have you listen to Rayman Digital? Yeah, dude, I love them. Should we give them a pass? Oh fuck no, no, no they, they can't, can't be no, here. No. 
I don't want to talk tell, about. They'll tank. tell everyone the movie sucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, we can't do that, dude. We need only positivity. Jesus. But regardless of how much uh, taint there is or is not revealed on this show, thankfully we are not the only ones who actually like the boys so far. Ryan, can you read that article for us? I sure can. Let me go ahead and pull it up here. Just worry about your taint, Tom. Worry about yep. my taint? Yep. And my basketball uh, shorts? You don't want to slipping out. <laughs> oh, oh, let me make sure. I'm good. Uh, okay, so this one is from Critical Hit. Uh, the Boys is already one of the Amazon Prime's most watched originals. Uh, the first season of The Boys dropped on Amazon Prime just about two weeks ago, and it took, it took just two days of binging it for, for it to become the, my second favorite show of 2019. Well, I, mean, I feel like I'm not alone in my appreciation, though, as Amazon's adaption of writer Garth Innes's controversial comic book superhero drama has received a blazing reception from both critics and fans. It is currently Amazon Prime's highest-rated original series over on IMDb with its rating at 9.0, actually also making it the highest-rated superhero show ever on there, surpassing all of Marvel and DC. Suck on that. Suck Suck on that one. Dude, the the power of Eric Kripke and Supernatural. It's It's insane. You know what's also very telling about this article? It, what I love about this whole thing is it's talking about how the boys is doing so well and how we know what it's all about and how dark it is. And yet the border surrounding it on this website right now is a superhero amalgamation montage poster with Captain Marvel, Batman, Venom, all kinds of other shit so, behind it. So Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Salky, that's the head of Amazon Studios, uh, said this. We are thrilled that the boys has surpassed our predictions for viewing in its first two weeks and has become one of our most watched Amazon original series by our prime video customers. How can you doubt? They had no faith. Yeah. They're like, well, it yeah, surpassed our predictions. You want who? You, you Carl have... Urban? What have you done? The timeless. I think Kripke was walking into Amazon studios with this. Suck our dicks! <laughs> yeah. Suck our dicks! Suck I bet he dicks! said that at one point Suck now. Our taints suck. Uh, oh, that's why we don't get passes. Uh, she says, also goes on to say, as, and mainly it's made me get my ass in gear and work even harder on season two. Oh, this is Kripke. Sorry. Um, on season two. I don't want season two to go bigger. I want it to go deeper. Thank that's you. typically what I like to say to the girls I'm with. Uh, more intense, uh, more insane, and more wrenching, more character-driven season. It's my one and only goal to make season two even better than season one. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for not doing the stereotypical, well, we have more action and more bombastic violence, but it means fuck all with Did, season two. Uh, yeah, but look, His immediate okay. response is, I want the whole story to go deeper. Dude, this With is all the Did you, Do you really that doubt That is Kripke, why we've though? missed him yeah. so fucking yeah. much. He's like, yeah, I get to figure how to go bigger. He's, he's <laughs> just a bigger sandwich. Oh, is your flap? Uh, like an extra large pizza? God, never know that. Uh, did they make an extra, extra large pizza? Extra large is not big enough for my fat ass anymore. <laughs> I really want to fill up my stomach. I don't know what to do, so I just make God bad. <laughs> you just make what? God bad. God bad? Garbage? Don't make fun of ass big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric Kripke, that guy. He's so much better than me. I'm taking nets while I watch this. So, uh, okay, bad superheroes. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He'll never work again. Anyway. Oh, that's bad. No, it, it's nice to see that it's getting the recognition it frankly deserves at this point. Yeah, and I, I think. Well, not so much the show. He deserves. He deserves it. Absolutely. He, he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, the fact that it is, which is surprising that, like you said, Mike, I think nobody had a lot of faith in this idea originally because like, oh, wow, fuck, it worked. Shit. I guess we'll, because I know Amazon has had a lot of strong shows, 
but not many that people have talked about that frequently. Mm-hmm. This seems to be the first one for them that is really kind of breaking the, that. This mold. is the first one that I think is is gaining a I lot just of see traction commercials with for on yeah. YouTube, and I just see advertisements for. Whereas a lot of the other stuff on Amazon, I I saw one thing maybe. So it's nice to see things have. They've had some Actually pretty changed. good content they on have, Amazon. But people haven't cared. Not no, not like this. I mean, they had the the man in the high tower. Is that yeah, what it's called? High Castle. My, high Castle. Then they had a show with Tim Roth called Ten Star, which was really good. They had a Kate Beckinsale show, a Julia Roberts show. All of them have been really well produced, written well shows. But this is the one that's going to. This is their house of cards. Yeah. This is the show that will suddenly put all the eyes on them. Absolutely. And I'm I'm just excited that it's fucking happening now with his work. Exactly. Like it was gonna it was bound to happen eventually with Amazon. And the fact that it's Eric Kripke's show that did it is just fantastic. And again, he's deserved it. We we talked at length the fact that NBC and things like that were not the right place for him, truthfully. Right. So but I am happy to see that he's saying that it's gonna go deeper into the characters, into the story and what's going to happen. I mean, the idea that these superheroes are darker, fleshing out the concept that power corrupts ultimately is something that a lot of things have touched on or made allusions to. But I think here it's a nice mix of that same stuff that we're used to, but in a way that's just far more relatable. Shockingly, superheroes have made it far more relatable with this stuff like me too going on and things like political corruption and just our, our general, I love the poster for one thing, that general obsession and praise of the, the celebrity stardom as somebody so much better and worthier than us. We can actually see that relationship one-to-one with these superheroes in this show. It's just, it's an amazing allegory of what actually goes on in the world today. Sadly. Uh, the, the poster again is a great example. The fact that it has what Homelander kind of like a God, one of those statues that we've see all the time in, in all kinds of dystopian yeah. marketing and, and novels and movies where all the people are bowing down and praising to him in, in this episode, we really get to see that I'm better than you <laughs> mentality. It started out like, like starlight's experience. We start with, Superheroes are great. We love them. And then by the time she gets there, it is so much darker than it really is. But now we're starting to peel back the curtain and see that these people have serious issues. Just because Homelander represents so much of that American ideal or star-spangled banner, you know, the cape and everything, that doesn't mean he doesn't have fucking problems. Like, despite being a superhero, everyone else does. And yeah. we see that. Well, now. imagine... Oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. My headphones suck. Oh, okay. Um... Imagine the, the the thought process. You you as Homelander, you are literally a god. Yeah, and you would look at these people in the same kind of Doctor Manhattan thought process of like, okay, I'm better than every single person here. Like, mm-hmm. I, and that would lead you to such a dark place. Well, and it does it does not help at all that this show that the Vought Corporation does what they do with manipulating. And I think that truly is the most disgusting and important aspect of yeah. this episode here. Yeah. The manipulation of the mass audience. This is especially a problem in America. I mean, admittedly, we're not, this show here is not like full of international, well-versed news reporters, but 
we can speak for our own fucked up country every day. We see how much that media controls our viewpoints, our opinions, our friends and family, you know, what stories we hear, what things we believe to be fact versus opinion. And I've been digging really deep into the subtext and what some of these things could possibly mean. Because as we know, Eric Kripke doesn't shy away from symbolism. Right. And just taking uh, Homelander, for example. I mean, he so far is the easiest person to kind of not understand completely yet. We're only two episodes in. We understand he's complicated. There's some depth to him. There's something going on. But just looking at what he represents when it comes to us as, as, Mm -hmm. as a people in real life, he is the manipulation of our government. That's what he represents. He's wearing these stars and stripes. He smiles. He looks like the classic all American. Yep. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yes. Then we have um, a few others that I haven't had a chance to completely dissect yet. Cause again, only two episodes in, but I'm willing to bet as we move along, we're going to realize that each of the seven represents something that's wrong with our society oh yeah guaranteed it would make sense we have i mean so far from what we know within the first two episodes we have homelander everything you said about corrupting uh, you know political view and american ideals we have the sports celebrity in a train yep more of that comes into play a form of idolatry putting people up on a pedestal worshiping these people never Mm -hmm. mind they are lower than us at times and that's a that's a lot of what's being said, there's a danger to what we just openly accept. We lie down on our backs or if you like it doggy style, you get on your, your knees and you just put your ass up in the air and you're, you're taking, taking you're taking everything people give to us. And we are happy with it because it comes in a pretty little package that says, hey, you like this, even if we don't like it because the mainstream likes it and they keep packaging it up and showing us that we like it, telling us this is what you want. This is what you like to watch. This is what you need in your life. We continue to take, 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 take. Is that not a fucking verbatim of what we go through on a daily basis and everything in our life. Oh yeah. It's, it goes back exactly back to what you said earlier, Thomas, in the pre-show it's that we've been shoveled a Marvel shit sandwich for so long that when, when another superhero, anything, comes, there's no room, there's there's no no room room for it. There's no room for it because because it's not tied up into the Disney bow like this. You like this. You like Captain America. You like this. You like this. You like Iron Man. In many respects, Vought is Disney today. Yeah. They control everything. They yep. market the superheroes. You're going to buy it like this. You're going to make it look like this. They keep buying all the other things. We change the costumes in your face. Yeah. so that you can buy one that we have marketing rights and and re, you know revenue off of things like that. But it's even more uh, it's more nefarious than even that. Like if you look at Hollywood and their trends. I mean, we've we've gone into mm-hmm. the 1950s. Uh, uh, marketing surge where everything's on a billboard and you know smoking's good and if you're cool you smoke but if you just go through the decades and you see just from the hollywood side not the political side that's a whole other thing but just from the hollywood side hollywood single-handedly tells us how to dress tells us how to look yep tells us what we should be acting like tells us how we should speak acceptable tells us how we should think Hollywood has so much power. How many people mimic their favorite stars, their clothing, uh, their tattoos? And none of these things in small dosages are wrong. When you look at how easy it is for someone to infiltrate and use something that was designed originally to make some money, it's the way of the world. Commercialism, it's the way of the world. 
designed to make money and entertain. You could see how if someone evil were to infiltrate, how easy it would be to manipulate people and get them all into group thought. This mm-hmm. is how you should think. And, and you quickly seeing. lose individualism. And that's, I mean, you see, again, two episodes in, you can already see these messages well, about mass brainwashing. Yep. One well, also, I going back a little bit, because I love what you said, where each of these members of the seven represent something fucked up. I, we don't have all of them yet. But between the American political corruption ideals behind Homelander of power and I'm better than you, why am I playing by your rules kind of thing? The speedster, that sports celebrity, I mean, translucent is that pervy, creepy factor of watching from Ryan. behind the shadows. That, that what? whole aspect. represents the Ryans of the world. Right. Whoa, 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 the, whoa. Well, the people who are into taint slips. <laughs> Look, okay. First of all, if you're invisible, your taint slips out all the time. Nobody sees it because it's invisible. Point proven. Yeah. But Just then we, saying in general, like you don't have taint slips. It's, it's not a thing. It's but then invisible. you even have on a deeper level, you have, ironically... The deep, somebody who is completely emasculated by those around him and with no, well, like like a coward, manipulates those that they feel they can control. But it's exactly the thing with the deep that that is, which makes him a deeper character, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. but he is what a real life version of Aquaman would be. He's completely, has these cool powers, but he's completely inadequate everywhere else but the water. And I think that's where all of his issues come from is they, that they he's have like worthless. a real world emasculated he, he's worthless. factor. He's worthless unless there's water nearby. And I, and, and I don't want to, because I've watched the whole thing. It, it gets, you see it as we go on. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing about that character that and he's a, a joke. He's a joke. And he's it's an something absolute that, joke. That's everyone has that point in their life where they feel like nobody cares about them, that they're not yep. good enough. So when they do have some mild little amount of power, he's the assistant manager at an Applebee's that treat makes Hell your life yeah, a living dude. hell. That's a good job, dude. <laughs> Why do you got to talk down or talk bad about people that, hard, that, that guy, work hard? That one guy who's a prick to everyone he can control oh, okay. but doesn't say oh, a Mike. damn thing against those who are above him because he knows he can't. <laughs> See, and that's why Ryan's the deep. I'm like, that's not even close to being me. I know. I just I wanted to make a joke. <laughs> Whatever. Tank Slip Jones. <laughs> Tank Slip Jones. Now my last name's Jones? But we, we get this mass media manipulation of the audience. And in this episode, it, it made me fucking sick because we see how quickly it all goes to shit for Starlight. The, the fact that we see that the crimes themselves are planned possibly planned, manipulated, filmed and organized and set up to make the superhero news and media. look perfect. Yep. That is the news and media we live in and consume and fucking daily. And let me just clarify, and we have to. This is going to be, if you're a usual listener to our show, we don't get political because Supernatural doesn't get political. But right. we're going to dissect and break things down. And it doesn't even mean or um, it should it shouldn't even necessarily mean where our political allegiances lie ourselves. Because both sides we're are guilty. Just, we're just dissecting, yeah. and the news has been guilty of fabricating and oh, and oh, over yeah. sensationalizing yep. for decades, long before stupid Trump decided to come in and say fake news, fake news. That's why I get mad that he has brought negative connotations to, to that re- very to, real problem. News is known. That's why there's tons of now. No one's going to do it because anything they do to make fun of the news is going to. Uh, it's unfortunately going to make them look like they are showing support for Donald Trump, and that's something that a lot of people don't want to do right now because it's career suicide. But right. but the jokes for 
over-sensationalized news has always been comedy bits. It's always been, uh, you know, Drunion. Yes, always, always, because everyone knows they got to get that story. Yeah. We got to have well, a sexy headline. How many times did we think we were all going to die because of bird flu, swine flu, Ebola, Zika, whatever fucking what's, hot flu, death warrant, plague they always bring up? And it's always a big thing and everyone's going to fucking die. We It doesn't matter what side of the fence you are on political agenda wise or you know, it's both happening. sides are very guilty of it. The media and news, I should say news, news, the news, it's a, it's a, it's a corporation. Well, yeah, they're there to make money. They, sl- if they didn't care about money, they wouldn't slap their CNN logo, their Fox News logo, their MSNBC logo at the CNN corner of their TVs. Logo. They wouldn't have logos in the background. They wouldn't have logos on their mics. They wouldn't have Ad logos. Revenue. It, they wouldn't have any of that. They wouldn't have commercials if they just cared about the news. But and, and, listen, they got to pay people. That's fine. But the point is, it's a business, and they're des- it's designed to sell tickets, to meaning ratings. Come and watch. We have the latest, greatest, most sexiest headlines and news. They can manipulate people to thinking whatever they want. That's why having you know this this message in this show is so fucking relevant because it's not taking sides. It's not taking any one side necessarily, whether it be liberal or conservative. It's just stating the facts. We cannot allow certain people to completely control and consume our minds with one line of thought. Well, it, no, because if they do, then you can become easily manipulated and be, you become a sheep. It's exactly it, it's exactly like the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Nightcrawler. Oh, the, yeah. It, it is literally that movie. that movie. That is a great movie because it shows you exactly what the media will do to get a story. And mm-hmm. that is probably verbatim or the epitome of what they will do to get and that a story type headline. of journalism was big in the 80s yep well and that's freelancers trying to get the best story setting things up you know yep. setting props in the background right yes that movie was a little more it's a little over the top but it still is a thing yeah it's a very real representation and i think that's why it is so uncomfortable and disgusting well, and i love that kripke isn't afraid to show how businesses profits Positive PR far supersede any moral obligation the seven or heroes have in this world to fight crime or do anything. Because if you if it makes you look bad, it's not worth doing. Because we I, went down so many points and all these little references they have to how well their stock or their value is. Well, they make the viewer, they make the person watching the show have the same exact emotions that starlight is going through. Oh yeah. They do a fantastic job. They do a great job of, of showing you, Hey, this is how she is so uncomfortable and she's learning all these things. And it's the, you know, the, the classic saying, don't meet your, your heroes heroes. because this is exactly what happens. And I think, you know, the, the, the seeing everything being kind of planted and, and just how shitty these people are, it's opening her eyes. And at the same time, the viewer is her, you are literally at the same exact feeling as her as you're in the in the show watching it well a lot of this all has to do with a a general theme that governed mostly every single character in this show yeah um and it's the idea of being powerless and not having control theme and sometimes being powerless is done by our own hands and that's kind of the point of this episode if not the show i mean we do it to ourselves we're willing to give up certain things due to mass hysteria look at the aftermath of 9-11 you know we gave up all of our many of our privacies and and freedoms because of what happened we willingly did it look at 
uh, one of the greatest Marvel movies to ever be produced during the what phase two uh, Winter Soldier. What do you think that movie was about? Well, frankly, dude, look at all the superhero movies and the popularity of superheroes in the last 20 years since 9-11. You just said there, we've get, we ourselves do it. We hand over freedom, responsibility, all of our rights in order to feel safe. Even our mainstream mass media reflects that because only at a time when no one feels safe does the superhero genre take off like a fucking firestorm every movie that makes it feel like don't worry about fixing your problems they're far too big and insurmountable it's far too scary to deal with you can just have the superhero fly in and save the day mm -hmm. our entire media and you know that, that you know what that represents right that represents the united states government and, oh, yeah. their, and their continued what is Homelander? Over, and their continued overreaching. Don't worry, you don't need anybody. You don't need to rely on yourself. Rely on the superhero. We got you covered. I mean, so many comic books today, recently, I want to say within the last four or five years, are delving into those specific topics. Now, The Boys was ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. And they, they delved into it way sooner, but um, way earlier, I should say. But comic books of late have really delved into that aspect where they pose those questions. Are superheroes hindering the growth of humanity because we rely on them to save us whenever we are in need? And that is a message that a lot of comic book writers are putting into their stories because we see it happening with our government, with government continuing to grow and continuing to meddle in our affairs. When do we finally say we can take care of ourselves? We don't need the superhero. We don't need Homelander. We don't need the United States government to come in and solve all of our problems. I'm not, I'm not against government. Don't please don't think that I'm pro government, but within just, reason, but I'm just within reason. I'm just saying that there is a growing problem. And if you continue yeah. to give more and more power to the government, they will gladly take it because that's what they want. And then it's too late for you to stop. And like you said, at what point do we forget to how to take care of ourselves? I mean, this is kind of off topic, but the principle applies the idea that, Everyone used to be a farmer and now no one can keep a plant alive to save their life. You know, yeah. the, the lack of agency. People used to know how to do a wide number of I things. Keep, I can keep my to, marijuana to alive. Stay, <laughs> to stay self-sufficient. Now, if there's no grocery store, half of America dies in a week. Oh, oh yeah, easily. Like, well, we've they, lost agency. Yeah. And, and while that may seem like a silly comparison... The government protecting us, the superheroes protecting us is an extrapolation of that same concept. Yeah. You know, what are we willing to give up in the name of safety? And in this you know, example, what are we willing to give up in the name of entertainment and escapism, whether it's from our real world shitty situation. So we go to superheroes in movies or in this world where your world sucks. So you hope the superhero saves you. The principles apply. Mm hmm. I wouldn't mind the Wonder Woman character saving me. Queen Myra? Is that who or she Mira? is? Queen Myra? Maeve? Maeve? Oh, Maeve. 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 I, I, they just said her name yeah, Maeve. like now in episode three. Yeah, she could save me. Is she evil? Uh, can't um, say anything yet. No, it's, it's, it's a middle. She's not Homelander. No. We'll she's say not that. a shitty okay. person. So, you know. Is she a shapeshifter? Ooh. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so gross. So with this episode, Homelander very much took the limelight. Uh, we got a lot more involved with his character. I love the fact that the leader still Stillwell was that her name? I can never yeah. remember still, her name. Stillwell, yeah. Stillwell. I always want to say Stillwater. Stillwell 
calls him out on his ability uh, that he took out the plane. Because when I first saw that first episode, I'm assuming she had him do it. She like called him, told him to do it. It was this government or this corporate corruption thing, which is a running theme. But we find out now he went off the rails. This is where we start to see he's got a lot of issues. He likes the puss. Well, he's got this whole, so him and Stillwell have this interesting dynamic where she's like this surrogate mother figure to him, and he is the angry, petulant, firstborn child who's upset that mom had another kid. And there's this weird mix between being the the child that wants all the attention and like a borderline Oedipus element by the end of the episode where... Homelander's got some deep-seated shit going on where he wants to be everywhere. He wants to be in the limelight. He wants to do more. He wants to help out the company. But anyone who takes any attention away from him is immediately a threat. Even an infant is is deemed as a problem. Well, again, remembering how great of a writer Kripke is, when you're dealing with an ensemble cast, there's one thing you have to do in order to make sure all your characters have their fair shake. You have to have them gov- be governed under one general theme. And that theme is control. Yep. None of them have control. They all feel powerless and they all want control. Huey, Billy, the butcher, Frenchie, mm-hmm. Annie, January, Homelander, the deep. Wh- what do they all have in common? None of them have control. They all feel powerless. And they all need to take control. They take it where they can. Yeah. And sometimes that leads to the death of a superhero. And sometimes that leads to a Me Too situation. Yeah. And that's something that I feel is very interesting about our main character. It's very relatable. um, Because as we have said time and time again in various other discussions, um, revenge is an easy writing device. It's an easy way to help audiences understand. But it only will take you so long it's an easy motivator to help us understand why a character needs to go from a to b but after a while you need to get something a little more uh a little more dynamic something a little something more with longer staying powers oh, right. revenge is a spark or a burst of flame but it'll die out very quickly and that's one thing that i, I want to say about huey and i think without because i have binged without spoiling anything i love his character development as we go forward, because sure, we start out with him having the revenge motivator, but it changes. Well, you quickly see it just in the second episode. Yeah, it's I, more yeah. about it's more about him feeling powerless. Yep, I mean, yep. I love that image when he was looking at, I mean, again, Kripke at his best imagery, that picture of the child. Don't make a mess. With the spaghetti all over her face. I mean, it, it was such a great way to have him look at himself, remembering what just happened. Yep. I mean, it's, I mean, I can, I can spend about 30 minutes just on the, that scene alone and what they were doing with that, but I'll spare everyone the boredom. The point of that scene though, was about him making the decision to take control, no I, longer play the victim. Yeah. I'm going to take control of my life and I'm going to have the power. Well, and that's something that other shows we've discussed, not just on supernatural, but on the network sometimes have lacked and it's something that i harp on with critique revolve quite a lot that the narrative needs to be moved forward by the decisions of the characters it was the beginning of a train obliterating his girlfriend is fine that it's not his his control 
But the fact that to go to the next step, as Translucent calls him out and says, you don't have the guts for this, you don't have the the balls for this, frankly, you're just a scared person and you can walk away. But he, Huey, makes that decision. And from that decision to not be manipulated by this guy's, you know, words to have some semblance of control that flashback PTSD little bit he's got going on every so often he made the decision and that launches the next section of the whole story because he could have walked away many different times easily could have walked away and now because of what he did he's in it for the long haul and I love that and it is it's it's that petty moment but it is a single moment where he had that control of life or death, that moment where he's no longer just a bystander in his own life. And this is something we see with the first episode where it's like, oh, yeah, your girlfriend's dead. That sucks. Sign this. Otherwise, you won't get anything and it could all be sorts of lawsuits against you. Something in the real world we suffer from very that that is very real that you can't feel or you don't feel like we get justice in every aspect of our lives. Well- and that's what Huey had there. But in one brief moment, he he can control something. And he has the detonator in hand. And he made the decision. And it was arguably the wrong one. Maybe. I don't know, dude. That Maybe was it was the right one. Either way, it's a dark decision to take someone's life. And that is sending him on a path. But I loved that Kripke had him do it. It wasn't some... We dropped the remote and fate took it out of our hands. It wasn't some the translucent was a villain and he tried to fight him. So he detonated it in self-defense. It was the guy was walking away and Huey made that decision. Yeah. And I loved it. Here's the thing. We got to take a break. We should have taken one like 20 minutes ago. Oh, gosh. Well, there goes. We'll be right back with Ryan's thought if he can hold on to it. Our investor spare change automatically join almost 4 million people saving and investing every day. Sign up in no time to save and invest more money. Acorns Core automatically invests your spare change and lets you invest as little as $5 anytime or on a recurring basis into a portfolio of ETFs. Your investments are then diversified across more than 7,000 stocks and bonds and automatically rebalanced when the market fluctuates. Save for the future. Invest with Acorns. Once the show is on demand, click the Acorn link within the description of this broadcast and star saving the rain man show slow motion please let's see what what is she actually doing with that chalk there what chalk so kelly we are examining this important video footage but why chalk of all first off you can tell how old (laughs) tony is because Use chalk even when I was in school. Oh fuck! This is why this is why the education system is messed up. We are no longer using chalk. <laughs> and also, in your world, it hasn't moved on since fucking Leave It to Be. <laughs> free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to AdamandEve.com and select almost any one item for fifty percent off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And 
six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. I've got the boys together. Jonas. To do what? Spank the bastards. Warning. Hang with the boys contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended or you're a superhero, do not continue to listen. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Welcome back, everybody. Now that we've talked about Huey's major decision in this episode, let's talk about some of the other characters and what we got to see from them. Primarily, Billy Butcher, our favorite Carl Urban. We get a little bit more of an insight as to what made him tick, what his past was, who he is as a person. And the idea that I love that when he was they were trying all kinds of weird, almost comical, very Kripke humor esque ways to hurt and kill translucent with like drill bits and a chainsaw and all kinds of other things. Which I can see he just, you know, he was thinking of things that would make him laugh. And he's like, I'm going to write that down. They're going to use that too. Can I get a power drill? I'm going to get a power drill. <laughs> like, And the final, the final, oh, win, yeah. the final winner the is final the winner. ass bomb. Yeah, yeah, ass bomb, dude. Yeah, I mean, like what, what other way to blow up a guy whose skin is diamond? Put a fucking bomb up his butthole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, dude. I just like how Frenchie figured it out. Just watching a just turtle watching eat. A turtle. <laughs> Did you figure it out as we was watching that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's going to be. I didn't think he was going to shove it up I his ass. I thought he was going to make him eat. I thought yeah. it was going to yeah. be the yeah. mouth as well. Or like he... eat a grenade or something. I thought they were going to poison him because the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, he he can't like ingest rat poison still. Yeah. He needs water. But yeah. I, I just want to know, like, did they have to like lube up the C4 oh, to put up his butt or like. That's oh, the question. Just, that's going to be in a cut scene, I think, on the DVD. That's like that's the, the, that's a, the that's scenes. extended the, yeah, scene. Yeah, it's what Amazon didn't want on there. It that's, actually yeah, shows that's the Huey <laughs> shoving the bomb up his A dildo-shaped C4 bomb yeah. up his butt. Just watching yeah. it disappear. Like, how do you oh, like, God. How do you like the C4? <sighs> yeah. I'm going to give you the you like C4. That? C4. Why are you so aggressive? Well, I, just, I don't know. I'm, I I've never dealt with you. It made me uncomffortable. I just, I figured, whoa. We made him uncomfortable for a change. I like this idea. I'm going to see for a Now I know how Chuck uh, is going to die. He's going to get a C4 god on his ass. Oh, my God. A C4 angel babe. I'm pretty sure the men of letters have a bomb. Uh, a butt for, bomb? A butt bomb somewhere in there. Like, Jesus. We're gonna find the egg, uh, golden egg, uh, Easter egg number two. <laughs> Shut this up, guys! Ass. Will this guy never leave our studio? Is this the? Is this the new? <laughs> That's the new Lou. <laughs> Lou for right now. God damn it! Lou's, Lou's been replaced, dude. I don't have to do. I don't have to stick a finger in my mouth to do a voice anymore. I just let Mike do the voices. Oh now. God! Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Good job on that one. But Billy Butcher, I liked that he had. You know, we you get know, a little like bit just listeners for the boys who've never watched like, Supernatural. What the fuck are they talking like, about? What are they? Who is? What are they Who's doing? That voice. If you guys want to know, character? go over and watch Super. Listen to Supernatural: The Crossroads, or We're watch Supernatural, or watch, or watch Supernatural. You'll figure it out. There's no butt bombs. Though. Speaking of that, and going off subject for just a second. Yeah. Um, I was on social media going through the boys hashtags, and there were people saying, "Holy shit, this show is amazing! This show is great!" 
who is this Eric Kripke guy? Oh. And I'm like, dude, mm. I'm like, you guys are in for a treat because you know what's going to happen is they're going to go back and find his and other look stuff. for things he's done. Yep. Lo and behold, in a couple years, Supernatural Netflix. And they're probably going to be like, holy shit, I remember this show. I thought it was a shit show. I don't. I never wanted to watch it. Supernatural looks like the, you know, like a girl show, yep. like a lot of people think. Yep. Who don't watch it. Yep. They're going to go back and they're going to fucking fall in love with it. I, oh, yeah. I guarantee you there's going to be a new resurgence. Yep. That'd be awesome. Yep. That'll be, oh, man, I didn't think of that. That'll probably be what brings it back. The boys does so well. It's Kripke's show. New viewers. And then I take it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, no. Anyway, so somebody who needs to be killed. Uh, no. Oh. Going back to Billy Butcher. <laughs> I like that we get a tiny tidbit that he used to be involved with the CIA somehow. We knew he wasn't FBI. We knew he wasn't a cop. But something about his past was government related. The idea that. He did something that made anybody who goes near those files immediately blacklisted and shit canned and his past with this woman where so he, he was CIA then. Right. Is that th- what that's we're what's implied? OK. Yes. CIA. Something happened. He had a hell bent vendetta against the soups. And now whoever goes against them, whoever looks at the files on that, they were clearly keeping on everybody will get blacklisted much like he must have. So I like in a very heated passionate discussion we learn we learn about well got close right (laughs) it looked like like she was gonna about to like make out with him and then she like thought better of and walked away yeah she she uh grace mallory the ex-cia operative like so we know that we get a little bit of their relationship who they are as people who butcher is as a person in that small conversation without any exposition it was a conversation between two people who had known each other and would talk like that having known each other not a where were you after you left the cia i was wandering for years and now i have a problem with the superhero after i've helped this kid out no it was an actual conversation they would have so i like that in just a a little dash of who he is sprinkled out there i like the introduction of frenchie this french savant you know, genius chemist slash assassin slash mechanical engineer. Like slash he does, ladies man. Cause he had a hottie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, she's ladies man. Is she a part of the show still Ryan? Like quite a bit. Thanks for spoiling. Uh-huh. You asked. I, <laughs> if you're going to ask. I'm going to tell you. I don't No, but we, we see how he has no control. That same theme. Billy has no control over what's going on in his life. He's just kind of along for the ride, trying desperately to grab onto anything, anyone that will help him with his mission. Frenchie has no control because Translucent's seen his face, and now he has to help out. And he's dragged into this come hell or high water. We have Annie, also known as Starlight, who is still coming to grips with the dark realization that her life is not her own anymore at least not as long as she she wants to be part of this control no control you know the deep even has that scene with homelander where he realizes that he is just under this guy's thumb and even so much as talking to their conject their their cumulative boss Stillwell about what homelander did gets him in trouble and he has to bend the knee you know do, do whatever he can so that homelander doesn't just fucking snap him like a twig and flick his body into fucking space for all we know. A Homelander can't control the fact that Stillwell has 
has a child that she puts far more attention to. He doesn't like that. He can, he is a superhero God who is loved by everyone can have everything theoretically that he wants, but the one thing he can't control what he can't get respect from Stillwell, her attention, respect within the Vought corporation company. He he's not taken seriously. He's admired by everyone and seen as a poster a mascot, a stuffed animal, someone that you can just stick somewhere at a government bodied, you know, uh, ball or whatever the hell party and get those congressmen to vote for you. Yeah. Everybody, even the congressman has no control. He tells Stillwell this is never going to happen. They he thought he had control. He thought he had he control. Thought he did. I mean, metaphorically, he's even, you know, handcuffed to the bed, no control over what's happening to him. No control over his vote now. Blackmail across the board. You talk in your sleep, Senator. Uh, uh, That's not what he said, but it's yeah, far worse. He uh, said you shiver when you come. Yes, oh, I know. I was. Uh, I was. Oh, I would have died. Uh, he, he took it pretty good, though. He was just like, he yeah. took it in, in stride. He's like, yeah, I got mine, whatever. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, well, she, he's not going to get pregnant. Start, if that's what you started, you know, you didn't see it. Did he, it really happen? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, he's not going to get the dude pregnant, so he, oh. you know, he he let one rip inside, and he, at least he's good there, right? Come on, he knew what it was. Oh, that feels different. That come feels on, you, oh, man, come on. Unless you're, unless you're a, a com- unless, unless you're a complete infant. He was from I Oklahoma. Mean, That's true, dude. He's never he's, been inside he's a, a butthole conservatives. Oh, please, congressman from Oklahoma. You know, they're, they're the nastiest. <laughs> <laughs> knows what a butthole feels like. Oh. <laughs> Uh, all those hedonism parties but everybody in this situation has no control over their current situation their current lives translucent shit didn't have control he's you know stuck in a cage everybody has the same theme now obviously some are more empathetic than others but that strong theme is what keeps this episode together It, it governs every decision and every aspect of this second installment and when you're dealing with an ensemble cast, that is a strong way to go about it. If everybody is kind of on, not everyone's on the same page, but everybody's under the same book, it, it's all easier to see how each one of these threads ties together. I mean, even Huey's dad doesn't, Simon Pegg, who does a great, like, derpy dad, like, come on, sit on the couch and well, eat pizza even, rolls. What's like, even better is, I like. I picture that being, like, your dad. Uh, not too far off, yeah. truthfully. Not my dad. No, yeah, my dad. We Your dad, like, Come for on, sure. You know, yeah, not my dad. I gotta go to the grocery store. Well, know. what I think is funny is, too, in, in the comic book, they, when they drew that character, they drew Simon Pegg. Like, <laughs> really? Yes, 100% of yeah. Simon Pegg. Yes, that's what I think is awesome about that. They, they were like, there was no other person for this part than Simon Pegg, which I love Simon Pegg. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic in it, but I, I like how everybody, even him, he's losing control over Huey, Huey. and his yeah. life as he knows it, and... You know, from the first episode, Huey's like, no, I don't want to just sit on the couch and watch TV. And that like blew his fucking mind. But everybody's undergoing the same thing. It's depressing. I mean, Starlight does something great and beats up some would be rapists immediately gets in trouble for it. For doing the right thing. How the fuck is that acceptable? And the sad fact is if if celebrities and superheroes were kind of one and the same and you knew where they were, where they worked and had the lawyer representing them, they'd be sued all the time yep. by every fucking would be burglar rapist, you know, 
carjacker, anything. Well, it happens now, like when you're t- trying to it does happen now. in certain states where um, someone will break into your home and the homeowner has a gun, shoots the intruder, and then the family of the intruder sues the homeowner for, you know, for, oh, uh, you shot me as I broke into your house yeah, and tried to for, rape for you. Kill, no, for killing their kid or husband that broke in. I'm like, well, the, the dude yeah. broke into my home. How are you suing me? Well, yeah, the story about the guy like felt was trying to break into someone's house and like fell through a skylight and then landed on a table and like fucked his back up and sues the homeowner of who he was robbing. Well, that's different. I mean, you're. Yeah, dude, you're I mean, you're if you're now, gonna, oh, why, oh. why is there not something soft there for when I land in your living room? <laughs> the living this room. is bullshit, dude. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to rob you, I w- if I'm going to land through a skylight, there better be something soft yeah, there. Yeah, I've had, you know, I've had your car. I got scoliosis. All the way over yeah. here, and all you have for me is a light beer. I mean, yeah, come like, on. Come on, dude. <laughs> all you have is Michelob Ultra. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, it was. 64 calories, my ass. <laughs> it's. It's a nice, it's a smart move to have everybody be within the same theme. It's very easy to see all the things that are happening all at the same time. It makes it far easier for your average person to, to understand follow and follow and, and empathize with. And like like we said, some of them are more empathetic than others. Obviously, Huey and Annie primarily being the empathetic ones while Homelander can go fuck off. But it's still understandable <laughs> why he has the view or or at least from some of the clear issues he has where he's coming from yeah so wrapping this one up ryan overall second episode what do you give episode two cherry um i think i would i give the first one 91 percent. i have something to that effect yeah, i think I, i'm gonna stick with that dude i i think that's gonna be my theme for the whole i, I really think the character development in two episodes in is phenomenal. I mean, this is Kripke to a T. I mean, just some it's of the, so Kripke. it's so Kripke. Man. <laughs> I just think that it's, it's literally is. I mean, the characters are, are dynamic. You, you feel for the, for Huey and, and my and kid Starlight. is dynamic too. Fuck you haven't made a, a dynamic dil- piece of shit. You haven't oh. made a C4 dildo bomb yet. So, oh. um, Andrew flab. <clears throat> I need to see you. <laughs> And I think <laughs> probably actually, I just, I feel like two episodes in and the character development is incredible with just Huey starting off with the revenge aspect mm-hmm. and then going already into full moving, blown murder, full blown murder, yeah, full blown murder. And I think that's, and even still like he goes full blown murder and you're still like, I kind of get it, you know, like oh, it's completely it, understandable. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing that is, is harrowing about this, this show is that dude just blew some guy up and you're like, yeah, yeah. The guy was kind of a prick and he was kind of a shithead and he deserved it. So it's, it's interesting to watch that development in from one episode to the next. And I think it it only gets better from here. Um, so again, I'm going to give it the, the 90, 91%. It's just this, this show is so no, And good. I got to give it an exact number so oh, I can tally it up. God damn it. 91 then. Jesus All right. Christ. Mike, final thoughts on this episode. I'm going to give this episode a 95. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, I just... Got me I thought it was that. an exceptional episode. It was actually an improvement over the last, even though mm-hmm. the last was a great start. Right. Um, but it had the usual, you know, get started pilot issues. Right. They, they, they all do. Yeah. This one, I thought, was like, it was balls to the wall. We already had the setup. We, understand, we, we understood the way of the layout of the world. And they just kind of fleshed out 
the things that they had alluded to in the first episode. And because they were able to just kind of flesh those things out under the umbrella of one general theme, they really just hit a home run really fast. And you understood what the show was trying to say and trying to do. And even though we harped on about uh, some of the, um, the social issues of today, it's not soapboxing. It's not, it's not not on the nose. It is not saying, Hey, naughty, naughty, naughty. You particular group of people are are thinking this way. It's just, Hey, this is how it is. It's fucked. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, is they let the taint slip. Yes. That's, that's exactly. 100%. He kept saying flesh out. And I was just like, man, he just wants to say taint slip. They let the taint slip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think this episode was the first episode. The pilot isn't bad. This one is an improvement. It ups the game. It changes the stakes of its main characters very, very quickly. It had some great character building moments in just a few short scenes or quick lines. We get a lot more insight into who each of these people are. In the beginning, it's just kind of an introduction, you know, a little bit of this is Annie, this is the deep, this is Huey. But now we see a little bit more of their mentality, what makes them tick, the decisions they're going to make and the characters they will eventually become. And Eric Kripke's visual storytelling is always on point, always fun to watch. We started to get a little bit more. I love Billy Butcher. We started to get a little bit more of his characters interactions with Frenchie and his characters interaction with Mallory and who he is and who his, and the past he has the sordid past behind him. But I, I really enjoyed it. I think that this is something very, very needed today. I think the fact that it's not willing to shy away from a lot of these issues makes it fucking phenomenal. I'm going to give it a 95% as well. Jesus, I'm, the, uh, I'm the asshole this uh, time? You're the asshole, yes. I think that this is something that is, it truly is. It's just something that everybody should be watching. The comic book was ahead of its time. Kripke is a great person to bring this to life. It is the perfect time to watch something like this. Regardless of the superhero commentary, it is perfect for the world we live in today. It's very relatable, and I think that's what what makes this so damn good. It's what makes it good art. It's it's something that talks about today's world in a way that, like Mike said, it's not preachy. It's, hey, this is happening. If you're uncomfortable with it, it's because it's not it's good. It's because it's not good. It's not a good thing. It's not and saying this person is, I mean, kind of with Homelander, but like. Right, but. Things uh, develop. It's not as just soapbox yelling at some group. I can relate to Homelander. Is. Really? No. You have laser eyes? <laughs> wow, dude. What's it like melting people with laser eyes? But it's it's beyond just yelling at one group as it is. This is a fucked up situation. And what you think of it, giving us that situation and letting us discuss. Yeah is what makes it good art and good television. Absolutely. So with that, that's going to do it here for the second episode of Hang With The Boys. Of course, we're going to do this for the rest of the season, and we already know there's a season two, so that'll be something to look forward to very, very much. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. You little cunt. Whoa. It's it's, just don't be a cunt. Remember? I I was doing the you little maggot, but I changed it to cunt, and then is that not? It's not better. Is that good? Should I not do (laughs) (laughs) You should fuck off, Huey.